Macworld Podcast number 7, September 6, 2005. Hey everybody and welcome to the Macworld Podcast for September 6, 2005. Once again, I'm your host, Sarus Farabar. Today on the show we're going to be talking about Tiger. And in case you were wondering, actually, why this show is coming out a day early, I know I said in the last podcast that we're going to be doing a two-week podcasting schedule. We're going to be having a special edition of the Macworld podcast tomorrow, September the 7th. We're going to be covering whatever the new product that Apple is going to be announcing here in San Francisco at the Moscone Center. There are rumors that it's finally going to be the iPod cell phone uh, merger so the there's going to be a Motorola cell phone merged with an iPod. There's been rumors of that for a while, but nobody will know for sure until tomorrow. So be sure to catch that special edition of the Macworld podcast tomorrow. Anyway, back to the discussion at hand. I wanted to alert your attention to the cover story of the October issue of Macworld magazine. We have the article, Tiger Secrets Declassified. And I had a previous conversation with our own Rob Griffiths and Chris Breen, who both contributed to the story. And it's just a long package that we have of some interesting things about Tiger that we hope that you'll enjoy. And we'll be referencing some page numbers and some sections. So if you're listening to this and you happen to have your issue nearby, you might want to grab it and follow along. If not, we'll have the page numbers linked in the show notes. You can check them when you have some free time. All right. I'm here with our own Chris Breen and Rob Griffiths, uh, both in their respective home offices. Rob's up in Portland, and Chris is down in Santa Cruz. How you guys doing? Great. Doing well. Thank you. Good. All right. We're here to talk about Tiger, um, the uh, cover story in the October issue of Macworld. And uh, I wanted to get start things off with um, talking a little bit about the dashboard and some of the, the things as sort of Tiger has been out in the public you know, arena for a few months now, a lot of new widgets have sort of come to the fore, and people, I think, who maybe were a little skeptical about Tiger in the beginning, uh, I think maybe are sort of coming through. As far as you guys are uh, concerned, what is, are some of the widgets and things about Dashboard that you like that you use sort of on a regular basis? Uh, Chris, you want to start? Oh, sure. Um, I, I, I do like kind of the, the regular... Uh, widgets that come with the thing because it's nice to be able to punch F12 and bring up a calculator very quickly. I know you can do that through an application, but it's nice just being able to hit one button and, and bring that up very quickly. Uh, I like the flight tracking information as well. My family was recently on a vacation. It was nice to be able to see where they were. Uh, but I've added a few that I that I like a lot. There's one called Wimic, and it's a uh, it's a comic books. Uh, sorry, a daily comic strip database because I don't always have a chance to uh, open the paper and look at the comics, but I like to. So this is a widget that will go out on the web and it will download uh, whatever the the current daily comic is as well as offer you some of the stuff that's in the back. So it's got things like uh, Pearls Before Swine, which I happen to like a lot, Doonesbury's in there, um, Get Fuzzies in there, and you know you also have to put up with some other ones like, you know, Luan, but you could you could turn that off if you want to. Are those done through RSS? It, yeah, this is all. It all just goes out of the web, does it through RSS, and brings the strip into um, the widget. Wow! So it's very cool. There's another one called Oblique Strategies that I like a lot. It's uh, a series of cards created by Brian Eno that sort of they inspire you with little phrases. Uh, 
things that you can uh, think, well, I'm stuck, what do I do now? And it'll just say something like, what wouldn't you do? Which, you know, either you'll go, well, I don't know. Or that sort of sets your mind on a, on a different track. So, uh, and then there's a band called Sexahall that's got a widget out that actually streams their album to you uh, through the widget, which is a very cool idea. Uh, it has the lyrics in it, it has all the song titles in it, and again, it streams it in kind of a low-bandwidth version. And if you like what you hear, you can go out to their website and purchase it or go to iTunes and get it. So it's a, it's a cool idea. What about you, Rob? Are there any, any widgets that you particularly find um, useful? Like Chris, I think they did a really good job with most of the stock widgets, mm-hmm. uh, the standard widgets. I use the stock widget a fair bit. Um, I use the weather widget to sort of get an idea of, of not just the the weather, but sort of it helps with the time of day when you're talking with iChat with people in other parts of the world, and you might forget that they're 8 or 10 or 12 hours away from you. Uh, you see the moon instead of the sun, you realize that's why they're not answering your inquiry. <laughs> so, um, But uh, the one I probably use the most and the third-party stuff is a widget called Faster Amazon. And it's uh, a search tool for Amazon.com. And what I like about it is it actually displays the search results right there in the widget, so it doesn't take you immediately out to a browser. You can scan the results in the widget yourself, and if you find one that you like, then you go out to the browser to take a look at it. So hmm. that, and that's, that's pretty much the, uh, the only third-party widget I make use of at the moment. But I do have the rest of them open on the screen a fair bit. And uh, I use Dashboard in, in a mode that I don't think a lot of people are necessarily aware of, where if you hold the F12 key down it actually goes into sort of a, a temporary mode. When you release the F12 key, it disappears again. So when I want to see a weather update or a stock update, I just hold F12 for a couple seconds, uh, things flash on the screen, you let go, and they disappear again. Hmm. So you just sort of, you know, quick check and that's it. Yep. Yep. From the people that you guys have talked to out in the, in the field, developers and such, um, what has been your sort of experience in finding out from people sort of how, how difficult it is to make widgets? Because it's honestly, it's, it's surprised me how quickly, I imagine that it's relatively easy just given how, how many widgets have come about that do so many different things. Um, yeah, they, they, my understanding, and I've talked to a couple friends of mine have actually written a couple of these things. Uh, if you know, if you have a good knowledge of HTML and, and a little bit of knowledge of, of CSS, which is a layout engine, and then a some knowledge of, of JavaScript, which is how the interaction is managed, they're pretty simple to write. But the other thing is Apple's done a really good job of making the technology accessible because on the developer site, you can download um, examples of, of how to write widgets to kind of walk you through the whole process. Or you can actually just look at Apple's stock widgets and see how they do things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I should mention that there's also a new Macworld widget that we have available on our website, and that'll be linked in the show notes as well, that basically pulls feeds from the di- from the various blogs and podcasts and the editor's blogs and, and some of the other ones that we have up there. Um, I guess so I should <laughs> <laughs> it just came, It was just brand new, just released a couple of days ago. Uh-huh. Um, but by the time people listen to this podcast, it'll have been out, you know, uh, at least several days, if not... And hugely popular. Hugely popular. <laughs> hugely. With people lining up at the door. I think they'll just start bundling it with Tiger. They will. Definitely. <laughs> um, let's switch gears a little bit and, and move over to Preview. Um, and this is uh, talked about on, on page 64 of the of the October issue. Um, now, Rob, you were telling me earlier that, that there are some neat sort of new features that preview that, you know, people who maybe use it just to do a quick viewing of uh, images might not realize that, that you can do with preview now. 
Yeah, in the older version of Preview, you had to, if you wanted to look at a folder of images, you basically had to open the folder first, select everything, and drag and drop it on Preview, or you know, if you double-click if they were Preview images. Uh, but the new version of Preview, you can actually drag the folder itself and drop it on the Preview icon in the dock or in your toolbar or in the Finder, and it will open the folder and show you all the images within it. So when you're browsing, that's a, a really quick way to do it. Um, which is a really handy change. I get a lot of, uh, my mother often sends me 100 pictures from her digital <laughs> camera, of which three are worth keeping. So I, I use Preview now to just take a quick look before I even bother importing them into iPhoto. Mm-hmm. So that, that was a nice addition. That seems pretty useful. And then I guess it also does some, some you know, things like, uh, you know, sharpness and saturation and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think you can uh, you can access a, uh, a sort of a pop-up palette to let you change some basic image manipulation features, much like you can do in iPhoto. Mm-hmm. Well, right, but it seems like, I mean, given that it's, <clears throat> you know, it seems like Preview now sort of has these new new features that, you know, wasn't wouldn't require, yeah, something like iPhoto or even, you know, something like Photoshop, obviously. Right. Yeah, it's a good way to use a, a lighter, if you will, program. You know, mm-hmm. it, it can take quite a while to launch iPhoto. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have several thousand images in it, so if you have some simple work to do on a folder images, uh, and like in my case where I'm going through and I'm deleting most of them, maybe I'll edit a couple of them and then I'll take the results and import those into iPhoto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's another hint of what Apple's doing with integrating these various applications, where they're using um, chunks of of code so that you have this engine that that's for image manipulation. Well, there's no reason to just keep it in iPhoto if all you have to do is is create a hook to it in, in preview. Why not do that? Because uh, we've already seen that sort of thing happening in the iLife suite, but now you're seeing it kind of creep out into the, uh, Apple's other applications, which I think is a, a very interesting and exciting idea. Well, yeah, it makes it makes sort of applications that I think people, you know, because I would use preview just to, I mean, I guess what it started as was just a PDF reader, and then it became sort of an image viewer, and then now it's... Right, like, and it's also an image converter. So right. So uh, they don't make... Uh, they could make that a little clearer, I think. Um, if you know it, obviously, you can you can use save as and export commands from there. But uh, it would be nice if all that was sort of like, oh, look, here, uh, turn this into this. You know, I've, I've got a I've got a pick file I want to turn into a TIFF file. And you can do all that. You could get into that through Automator, but uh, it would be nice for uh, a little clearer with mm-hmm. a preview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've, they've actually done a lot. This, this actually isn't even in the article, but um, they have uh, greatly improved its ability to, to handle PDF images over 10.3's version of Preview. Um, you can actually see annotations and add annotations and, and call-outs to your PDF documents, which uh, prior to 10.4, you had to have Acrobat's full version to do any of that kind of stuff. And for me, that makes a big difference because a lot of the stuff we send back and forth in Macworld is obviously a PDF format, and I don't have to open Acrobat, which is uh, similar to iPhoto. can take a while to load. Uh, I can just open it up in preview, and if I want to add a comment or see comments that people have added, it's now right there in preview. Yeah, Chris, you were telling me about how you you were using that for a book you're working on. Yeah, it's really helpful in the book trade because you're oftentimes your editors are freelancers and they may not have a, a full version of Acrobat. And so in the past, I would look over these PDF files, and because I couldn't mark them up, because I didn't have Acrobat professionally either, you know, we were doing it all sort of through email, like page 27, change this to this. Well, now that I've got preview, I can just drag the text tool, drag in a little note, write in what I want to write there. My editor can see it. She can then uh, make changes and send it back to me as well. So it's really just a, a very cheap and easy way to, to swap information. Well, that seems like it could be pretty useful. Um, 
All right. Well, I think the, that covers sort of the, the two big pillars that we wanted to, to hit on. Is there anything else that you guys you guys would like to add? Uh, I, I just uh, for anybody that hasn't yet upgraded Tiger. I mean, obviously, I've been with uh, OS 10 since uh, the, the public beta came out, and they've they've done you know with each major release, they've done a really good job of adding a bunch of functionality without losing. Uh, which which to me, one of the important things with OS 10 has always been it's, it's a very stable operating system, and Tiger certainly continuing that trend. And the new features are, are very much welcomed, certainly by myself. Yeah, and I think one thing that people don't often uh, note is that that many Macs are actually faster using Tiger, at least in the Finder. Uh, I noticed jumping from the last iteration of OS X into Tiger so that everything seems to just be much snappier, which uh, Apple didn't really tout very much, but I can see it, and I've talked to other people as well, just to make sure this isn't some sort of placebo effect that, that Windows somehow are faster. But that seems to be the consensus that... Uh, that if you feel that OS X is a little bit pokey on your Mac and you've got enough uh, RAM and hard drive space to support jumping to a new version of OS X, this is worth doing. Hmm. Well, I'm sure everybody will be glad to hear that. And I think, I mean, I don't know, I sort of feel that, that in my view, and I do use Tiger every day on both my home and office machines, that that it's something that, because I know when, when I first used Tiger and I put in the dashboard and I had, you know, the, the widgets and stuff, there weren't very many when it first came out. And I was like, oh, this isn't that interesting. But I think now that there's more and more people getting more into it that it's, you know, snowball effect kind of thing. Yeah, I think actually, um, as a point of interest, um, Apple, I think just yesterday I saw on their site they had a note up that said they've now surpassed a 1,000 downloadable dashboard widgets. Wow. I wonder if it's possible to install all 1,000 at a time. <laughs> well, we'll leave that up to you. Okay. <laughs> Tell us how it works. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate you taking the time to, to speak with us here on the podcast. You bet. Thank all right. You. Okay. Bye. And that's our show. We hope that you enjoyed the discussion about Tiger with our own Rob Griffiths and Chris Breen. We hope that you'll catch tomorrow's podcast when we bring you a special edition covering whatever new product Apple is going to be releasing. There are rumors, as I said before, that it might be an iPod cell phone merger, but uh, nobody knows for sure. So check it out, and we'll bring you all the analysis and all the news and all of that tomorrow right here at Macworld.com. Until then, take it easy, and feel free to send me email. My email address is cfaravar at macworld.com. Again, that'll be linked on the show notes. I'm your host, Sarus Faravar. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>